Hey, Pepin. Yo, yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about digital enterprises. Digital infra- digital enterprises? Is that like a that like a thing? Yeah, it's like when you have a company that does things only digitally, especially in the terms of entertainment. Oh. I was thinking like a giant ship. I mean, it's... Wait, what were you thinking about a giant ship? Like digital enterprises, giant ship that goes across like the sea and it makes digital conquests because this is what it does. You know, that's actually a way better topic. Let's talk about digital ships. I got a ship that I want to talk about. Me and Mila Kunis? Yeah, a relationship. No, not that one. I want to talk about Sea of Thieves. It's a video game I play and I think it... Has a lot to say about the chain evolution of online culture in video games and about the uh, evolution of games in general in how they release nowadays as incomplete and then become complete games over time. Oh. Well, that sounds good. We need to talk. <laughs> I kind of want to talk about Mio Kunis, though. <laughs> we'll get back there. I'm sorry. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going, Pepin? Yo, yo, I'm doing well. How about you, Steve? I'm really good. So glad to be here. And we do have a special guest here with us here today from across the pond, if you will. We're talking to Commando Slippy. How's it going, Slippy? It's good, thank you. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. So where, where exactly are you from? Um, I'm staying here in Glasgow, Scotland. Okay, so you're Scottish. Um, half. It okay, gets confusing. What's, what's the other? What's the other half that makes it confusing? Is it like dwarven or English? Oh, okay. So half English, half Scottish. So you hate yourself. Kind of. I was raised in England, um, hence the accent. But then I moved back to Scotland as soon as I could. Okay. Okay. So would it be? So if I call you English or Scottish, I'm not wrong. No, I usually refer to myself as British, being born on a navy base. Sorry, in um, Cyprus. Oh wow, you have your story sounds actually way cooler than anything we're going to be talking about. <laughs> so, where do you get the the term, or where do you get the moniker "commando"? Um, I used to be back in a clan in the old days when it was COD Four, like you know, Modern Warfare. Yeah, yeah. And Call I used Duty. to play a lot, and I used to play as a sniper for them. And I ended up becoming the commando rank, and it just stuck. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so you were literally a commander in an online video game. Yeah, and then the Slippy, um, I just went with over the years from World of Warcraft days. Um, I used to play a rogue, which slipped in and out of the shadows. And I was a big Star Fox fan growing up, so Slippy was the character I picked. And it just blended together. Nice. Uh, Fox, get this guy off me. I have a I have a, a Star Fox uh, poster behind me every time when I'm playing video games. Nice, have to look out for that. You should. So, um, you and I, you were the first person I ever played a game called Sea of Thieves with, and we, uh, you and I, game a lot now. Um, mm-hmm. We play a lot of different games, but we do still play some some Sea of Thieves, and I think Sea of Thieves is a very very good representation of. Uh, 2019 video games um, the, the the late 2010 
era of video games, I think, is is well um, exemplified in Sea of Thieves for a lot of reasons. Uh, and I'm I'm really interested in you guys' opinions on a lot of these things. Nathan, you have not played Sea of Thieves, correct? I haven't. I've heard of it. I saw one video of it, which was interesting. And then people said that's the only interesting video that you'll ever see from Sea of Thieves. Okay. Okay. So you watched that one guy summit. Uh, I, yeah. Do you know the one talking about? <laughs> no, I just know summit, and that's the only thing people know about Sea of Thieves. Okay. Yeah. So I saw that, and I was like, oh, that looks alright. And then people said it's boring. It's not boring at all. It's a lot of fun, but I think you need to be with the right crew. By yourself, I think it would be boring. What about you, Slippy? Um, personally, I actually agree. It's more fun when you have got more of a team. Um, as for boring, um, I can see where it came from at first. Like, when the game first came out as an alpha player, the game was basically empty. And then when they released the game, there wasn't really much content, but it was with your crew that made the stories. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, I think that... Um, so, so you've been playing this game since alpha, since before release. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then when it released, it released. It, was it released in beta, or did they call it a complete game at that point? They called it a complete game at that point. So the um, Pioneer program, as it was called back in the day, um, was what you used for testing it out, and you got to experience all the game before it was launched, basically. So you you went through so many changes, things like. Um, like your spyglass you didn't even have that in the beta <laughs> oh wow wow so they so they really ramped up the game but when it was released it was pretty bare bones um yeah. you had you had as far as like pve stuff you had the kraken um which could randomly spawn and uh, no. you had no the kraken wasn't actually released until a couple of updates later from launch interesting okay and I'm realizing now, as I'm starting to talk about, it, we haven't even explained anything about the game itself. Can I explain it? Yes, please. Okay, so I want to hear how Nathan explains it, having seen one video by a guy. So this is how the game works: you're on the sea, and you are making, say, places like you're going from place to place with your booty, with your cargo, and you're just being, you know, a casual shipper here. But here's where it's cool because you can play the rogue. And the rogue can steal ships, supplies from other ships. You can be pirates. So it's good guys versus bad guys, pirates versus non-pirates, and maybe even pirates versus pirates. And so you got to make sure your shit doesn't get stolen. And also you have to ensure the most optimal path to safety because, you know, if you got, let's say, 10,000 things of gold, you got to make sure it get there. Otherwise, you're not going to get your $24,000 of gold. So that's Sea of Thieves. That's pretty much Sea of Thieves. Is it really? No, not really. What? I mean, in a way. <laughs> uh, you don't really pick, like, a class, but, like, you can choose to do PvP and, like, to steal stuff from other people. Um, or you can choose to to be a merchant. You can choose to fight skeletons. You can choose to dig up buried treasure go using treasure maps, using riddles. Is it, not like, an open world game? Yeah. And- yeah, I mean, it's, it's open, but you go to different ports and you can get missions from people. And there are three different main things you can do merchants where you go around and you collect um chickens and snakes and pigs and then you sell them or you can do treasure maps which are either a map you get a picture of an island with an x on it and you have to go find that and find the x and dig or riddles where it's it's like a rhyming riddle and it gives you like go up top 
of the mountain and you'll see a bird, then raise your lantern and you have to raise your lantern at the bird statue. Um, and then uh, finally there's Order of Souls, which is skeletons. And you fight skeletons and you take their skulls back to the uh, Order of Souls lady and she does something with them and gives you money. Okay. What's the main goal? Just to like, make money? Or to get treasure? Well, the main goal is the mission. The, 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 the journey is now, isn't it? I, I guess. Uh, Slippy, do you agree with this? Is, is the main goal of CFCs the journey? I would say yes and no. I mean, obviously you're trying to make as much gold as you can to buy all this stuff you want. Um, going back to the way you describe it, you're pretty much close as well, Mida. Um, you're missing out um, some of the new content that's been released as well. So of there's course, new, yeah. Um, you've got like the fishing, uh, the hunter's call. So you've got like fishing achievements and hunting animals and stuff. So that can give you a rep towards like special unique weapons. And um, uh, there's the arena battles now, which is pure PVP, which is also a new reputation that you can earn up in it. Yeah. So they, they actually just released an update, which dropped a whole bunch of stuff. And there's, there's a ton of stuff I wasn't touching on because as you go around, um, there are different like side missions. Think uh, trying to get achievements. Um, there's in-game achievements and there's Xbox achievements or Steam or whatever you're playing it on. Mm-hmm. But the in-game achievements give you access to other unlockables and most it's all aesthetic. So like the different clothes you can wear and the different uh, weapons and equipment you can have all based on um, A, you have enough money, and B, you've done the appropriate things to unlock those things. So this game, the way you're kind of making it out to be, it wasn't that great when it was first released, is that right? It was very shallow. Very shallow. Like, do people complain that they didn't get their money's worth with it? Um, I think it was pretty clear, like, what it was when it launched. And, Slippy, you may have a better outlook on this, but I know when I started it, they had just released the Megalodon. That was the first time I had ever played. I actually played with Slippy, learned how to play, and um, I thought there was plenty to do because, like, you every time you do one of these missions, say you do a gold mission and you you're turning in chess, you're gaining reputation in gold hoarders. So it goes up to level fifty, and then you have level fifty in merchant, and then you have level fifty in order of souls. So you have three different tiers that are. are uh, veins that you can level up all on their own so there's a there was a lot for just starting out the game in in from my perspective what are, where, where are you at on that slippy well yeah there was a lot to do because obviously you still had to get that grind up to become pirate legend now that was quite a tough grind admittedly i did quite a good chunk of it with players but i did a good chunk of it on my own as well and uh, as you know when you were sailing with me um we did a lot of like farming at one point and we were earning a lot of gold off it as well but when the game first came out that was all there was to do it it was just literally try and grind as much or be, be one of those players that basically is a proper pirate so to speak and that grinding was that grinding fun or is it just kind of like monotonous not well thought out um it could become monotonous a lot of the time and sometimes it was a bit like knuckle dragging so to speak um but when you had a good crew with you and you you had friends with you the experience was a whole different level so like you were rushing through things uh, to get the missions done but then at the same time you were having laughs with each other so the whole experience yeah i agree at first it was very dismal but now there's so much in the game 
that keeps you on your toes. So at first it was a case of you're just sailing from island to island. And if you had a good crew, someone was always sitting there doing nothing, just sitting playing music or drinking or just messing about. But now with all these new features such as fishing, um, cooking, it all brings the crew to actually having someone do something at a time. And then obviously you've got people steering, keeping an eye on the sails, depending on the size of the ship. I don't play video games too, too much, but this seems to be more and more of a recurring theme of games getting released where not everything is quite finished or there's continual updates to it, like Elder Scrolls Online, like that game, when it was released, people wanted to burn it like in a dumpster and they made patches to it, made more and more improvements and now it seemed to be uh, like a pretty good game. Uh, there's Ark Survival, which I think still might be in beta. <laughs> I think it's the joke. But they've added a lot to that game, and people actually enjoy the game now. Uh, PUBG was like that, too. It was in beta for, like, literally years. While other games were being released around it, it they still considered it in beta. Um, and I don't... I think I think they finally released it, like, as a full game. But, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like nowadays that is the standard is to release an unfinished game and then finish it using the money that people paid to get the unreleased game. And is that tactic shady? I mean, it seems kind of shady to me, but then again, if you're very open about that, that that's the process, okay, then that's what you signed up for. But I think if you are misrepresenting the game to be this or that, and it's not that thing, then you know you gotta make it very clear that this is what we want the game to become like what's the other game what they no man's sky yeah that one died because they didn't do it right like if they had released we're going to start releasing it this is a closed beta or an alpha and then grown from there and improved it would have been one thing but they released it like this is the game we were trying to make and it wasn't they made tons and tons of improvements after the fact so people are saying this game's actually really great now and a lot of people are saying, you know, you may have tried it back then, but try it again now and you'll actually like it. But still, it seems like a really shady dev tactic, and I'm not sure if I approve of it. Uh, what do you think, Slippy? I actually agree, and it's funny you mentioned No Man's Skies, because people did refer to Sea of Thieves at the beginning as No Man's Seas. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can see that if it didn't have anything. like if, But I, I think it's important to get... A whole bunch of people on a similar server with uh trying out the physics trying out um you know the the gameplay and seeing what works and what doesn't and letting it grow from there i don't think that it's a bad thing at all i think it's actually a great thing everybody is now the play testers mm-hmm. agreed so the game started out with like nothing but they've added so much that even if like like i bought the game back then actually i don't know if i've ever bought the game i think i just used game pass but I started playing the game back then. Like, if I bought the game, what was it, $40? Something like that. I, I think it was reduced. Like, most AAA games are, like, $60, $70, even $80 sometimes. But, like, this game was significantly cheaper, somewhere between $20 and $40. I don't remember. U.S. Um, and But it, it started out with, like, you're just sailing, right? But then, so now you're you're sailing around, 
and you're, let's say you're, you just dug up some buried treasure and you're taking it back and you're going to cash it in. But, oh my God, all of a sudden the water around you just turned black and tentacles come up out of the water. And now you're fighting the Kraken as it's latching onto your boat and you're swinging at it with your sword. You're shooting cannonballs at it. You're trying to fight off the Kraken and protect your treasure. And find, oh, you fought off the Kraken and it goes back down and you've defeated it. You get out of its, out of its dark inky circle and you're you're sailing you're almost back to the outpost all of a sudden a giant megalodon shark is now chasing your boat and you hear the music start in and it's so intense and it like they just keep adding more and more things that make the experience it's not just sailing around anymore there are hazards based there are hazards in the environment that can can trip you up they could sink your boat or it could just make it a really really interesting experience of not just sailing one place to another on top of that, you have the PvP, the PvP element, where there could be another ship that comes over and starts attacking you, and now you're in an open water fight with a ship, and someone jumps off their ship and tries to board your ship and kill you. It's 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 super intense when you're not just sailing around. I think that there's so much more that's been added to the game now. Yeah. Um, I remember. I I know. Um, I want to talk about Devil's Roar. Which is an area that was added. It was uh, what what is it like? Ten islands, something like that. Eight, eight to ten islands. And uh, it's a whole section of the map where, when you go into that section, the cloud over the uh, overhead, it's almost always dark there, um, and it's because there are active volcanoes in this area. So you have volcanoes spitting lava out the top and rocks, and you, um, and then like the volcano will die down, and you can go on the island, but the water around the island is boiling for a while. Um, and it, it can sink your ship or you could get hit by a, a boulder, a flying boulder. There's lava on the island and you're running around trying to dig up treasure, which is worth more because it's in a dangerous area. But this adds another element to it that if you're in the devil's roar, you know, you have to contend with not only the, the, I think the Kraken can spawn there. I don't know if I've ever actually seen that. It can. The Kraken, you have Megalodon sharks that could pop up. And now you have, well, you have skeletons on the islands that can pop up at any time. And now you have uh, raining fire boulders from the sky on top of that. So there's, they just keep adding more and more things that are super, super cool to play in. So as far as this method of development, it, it seems like something you're on board with, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the as long as I don't have to pay for the DLC, as long as I paid once... And now forever, uh, it's worth. It, it, uh, I get all the updates. I'm fine with it. Okay, Slippy, what's your opinion? Well, that was actually one of the things CFEs mentioned when they released the game. Every bit of content in this game is free. So from start to finish, everything in this game has been free. There's no um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, microtransactions. Play to win or pay yep. to win. And that's another thing. Like everyone's level is the same. It's all cosmetics in this game. So you could start playing, and if you were new to the game, for instance, and you could be on par with us lot. I mean, you, there's that fair advantage. All weapons do the same amount of damage. Um, all uh, aesthetics are just something you're going. And everything you cash in while you're working as a team, it gets added into a pot. So say... Uh, you're leveling up your gold hoarders. We cash in a chest. That reputation and gold goes to the same between every person. So it's not just linked to one person. Mm-hmm. I like it when companies do that. That's becoming more and more of a thing to, like, 
there's some good companies out there such as CD Projekt Red. So they gave their DLCs. Well, we had to buy the DLC, but they put full featured DLCs in there. Uh, there's another company. And that's The Witcher, right? Yeah, The Witcher. And then there's also uh, Larian Studios that does uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. And the first one as well with Divinity Original Sin. And they released free, like free updates to the games, which it, it's not DLC, but it's like they improved a whole lot to kind of get it to the console route. And they didn't charge people extra for those things. They just kind of gave it to them. People who, are, who had already bought the game. Whereas a lot of studios would you know have people buy a remastered version and it would just be kind of stupid so it's really nice when companies can kind of do that because the whole dlc and premium and play to win stuff that, that kind of gets on my nerves and also how certain online games can get kind of uh i don't know how i'd put it because i i like online games myself i used to play counter-strike source online a lot i mean meter used to play and the game was lovely it's a lot of fun but then I tried to get into it recently again with both Source and also Go, which is Go's new one. And my problem is that every server I go on to, there's like a two-minute ad. Like, just a two-minute ad that will start playing. And then these ads won't start playing. There's just advertisements all over the place. And, you know, I, okay, I kind of get that they're having to pay for server time and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it wasn't like that before. I could just, like, play a game and hang out with people. Now it's just ads. Ads galore. Yeah, I mean, advertising in video games is wild. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play the game like if there were ads every two minutes. That's that'd be infuriating. And this has kind of got me being more towards the single player level because in single player you don't really get ads thrown at you. I mean, maybe there's product placements somewhere here and there, but most likely not if it's a medieval kind of game. Mm. Uh, I okay. So I think it would be. I wouldn't have an issue with. Let's say the game, they're releasing it as a beta. They're admitting it's a beta. They're saying, once you buy the game, you never pay again. Uh, the beta, 20 bucks. You can get in on the beta, um, and you can play the game, and then you'll have it forever. And then when they actually release the game, they release it as a full title, $40, $60. Um, let's say 40 They release on release date. And it's, it's a complete game, but they have more things they want to continue to add. And then as the game gets more things added to it, um, you, they would increase the price for new, for new people who are trying to buy the game so that it gives you an incentive to buy the game early. Um, but it doesn't exclude you from buying it at any point. Like what's the point of buying the game in, in the early days for the same prices when you're going to buy it in a year and a half when it's fully fleshed out? Yeah, true. Kind of like PUBG did then because PUBG did something similar where they paid, you paid something like 30 quid UK and money and you got the basically the full game of what it was at the time because it was still in like beta but then when they released the game they did release it at a lower price but it was still a bit more than what we were paying for it and all the content again was free so that was quite a good uh like version of a game yeah i mean there's a couple of different models now too because fortnite's the biggest the most played game in the world or at least it was for such a long time and that was free 100% 100% free. I didn't know that. I thought you had to buy it. No, uh, you could download the game and play it for free. You never had to had to pay. Now they had in-game transactions, I believe, and um, the streaming, which is a whole other topic that I want to get into at some point, but I won't get into too much here. Um, but streaming became a huge part of how they 
they made money and continued to grow. Yeah. Does the online aspect to this game like make it? Does it, does it kind of like? Is, are there standards less for it being completed compared to like a single party game? So I'm thinking, let's say you played uh, the latest Assassin's Creed, which is purely single player. If that game had a lot missing from it in the same way that the uh, Sea of Thieves did, would it be less critical or just as critical? More, more critical. I mean, I don't necessarily see an issue with any game if it's releasing for a reduced price because it's a, not a complete game. As long as afterwards, if you're willing to pay a price for an incomplete game and they're going to use that money to make the game better, you invested, you your receipt, your return on investment is free DLC forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if if the if the production company is willing to pony up the money in the first place to make a complete game, then you should pay full price for it. But if they only want to pony up half and then they expect their users to pony up half, then they need to have a return on that investment. Uh, I think uh, there's a, there's so many different models nowadays. You know, there's um, a, a series that I play a lot and is sports games um, and EA holds most of the licenses um, or at least holds a license for most of those games. So uh, I play in an NH and in, in an NFL league um, for Madden uh, and, and Slippy does as well um, through TPC three player co-op. We've had Brian Langell on the show before. Um, so if you want to check that out, uh, TPC football.com or mixer.com slash TPC sports. But with that said, uh, every year they release a new game and you know that's great as long as the game as long as they're continuing to improve the game but every year you have to rebuy the game with new players new graphics sometimes new gameplay things like that as long as it's improving that's great but if it's not then they're killing the old servers and forcing you to buy a new game that may not be as good um, my best example for that is NHL so I play a lot of hockey on the PlayStation and when I do they have an online mode where you can eat there's you know six people per team on in a hockey game and you can each play one person so you have six people versus six people and it started out as online team play great you would get a 12 person lobby you would get invite all your friends you would you would uh, pick teams and then you would face each other and that was great and over time they slowly broken the game by forcing you into specific lobbies and they made playing 6v6 really difficult you had to play against random people and the the biggest note in 19 is broken lobbies so you get into a lobby you get all your friends together you get into a lobby you click play game you search for another team it takes three to four minutes finally you dropped into a game you're you wait in in that lobby for it to actually load into the game everybody clicks ready up and then somebody gets booted from the game and now you have to re-get into a lobby. It's like a 10-minute process just to try and get into a game. And half the time, it boots somebody out of the lobby. This game has been released for almost a year now. They haven't fixed the issue. They just don't give a shit. Hmm. And so that kind of sounds like one of those things where they should have, shouldn't have tried fixing it from the first place. You should have just brought over the old system from the previous game. Mm-hmm. so I, I don't care how they fix it but the bottom line is like you owe the people who paid money for this game that you fix this game now what i would love to see from sports games isn't every year i'm shelling out 60 dollars for the game instead they should move to subscription service so you have the game you pay five dollars a month which would end up being 60 dollars a year 
and then they have a steady inflow of cash and then I can cancel it. If they fuck the game up, I can cancel it and I didn't just shell out 60 bucks and next year I got to shell out another 60 and the game may be more broken than it was the year before. Mm-hmm. Well, they kind of do that with the EA Access now. Um, all EA games, basically like FIFA, Madden, NHL, um, all those sort of games, they're released into that EA Access for free, aren't they? So in a way, that feature is there because if you don't want it, then you can come to your subscription, but you've still got other games available to you. That's true. Um, EA Access is available. It's like $30 US a year, and you get access to all the EA games that they put in the vault, but they don't put sports games into the vault until they've been alive for nine to 12 months. Like It's an old game by that point. This, people have already switched to a, the newer version of the game, So, in, and it's only available on Xbox. You can't use, and maybe computer, but you on PlayStation, you, EA Access isn't available. Well, it's like Madden as well. Madden's now, if you notice on the game, it's advertising the new Madden, uh, Madden 20, I think it is. Yeah, and it's not even been released yet. And I think we're getting on to another subject here. So uh, next week, let's do part two, and we'll just finish up this talk about uh, DLC and pay to win and all that kind of stuff. So next week, part two of this episode, pay to win. Should you? Should you not? No, of course not. We need to talk. Hi, my name is Derek from The Blaze Experience. The Blaze Experience is about gaming. I talk about video games and the podcasts that I get into dive really deep into the games. So any games that I talk about, you're going to find a lot about the stats and different aspects of those games. For example, if I talk about guns in a game, it might be talking about the stats of those guns, why one gun is good, why one gun isn't good. And I get into a lot of different aspects of that that other video game podcasts don't do. So if you want to find out more about me, you can find me on podcastnh.com. You can find me on Twitter at The Blaze Experience, B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C. And you can also find me on Apple Podcasts and many other directories.